world of shocks, any way that we can reduce those risks for farmers through things like the Farm Bill, we need to be looking at that. Congress is due to pass a new Farm Bill this year. This major piece of legislation sets the rules for all things food and agriculture for the next five years. And while it's still yet to be written, some say the bill needs updates to help farmers become more resilient to climate change. Michael Happ is with the Institute for Agriculture and Trade Policy, and he's been looking at the bill. Hey, Michael, welcome to ClimateCast. Thanks for having me. Michael, as you look at the current farm bill, what shortcomings are there here and how does that need to change? Yeah, so the 2018 farm bill had pretty significant cuts to um, the conservation stewardship program, which helps a lot of farmers build resilience across their whole operation. And on, on top of that, the status quo when it comes to crop insurance is just not sustainable, right? We're seeing higher and higher payouts, uh, and we need to make sure that crop insurance is actually measuring true risk especially climate risk. And when you look at this bill as it's being developed, uh, what do you think needs to happen when it comes to incentivizing and protecting farmers who want to move towards more sustainable practices? Yeah, so I'll give an example. So I mentioned the Conservation Stewardship Program. Last year in in fiscal year 2022, only 8% of those who applied to this program were awarded contracts. So I think one thing that needs to happen is, is making sure there's both adequate funding uh, so that all the people who are eligible and, and want to enroll in these programs can, because that to me is low-hanging climate fruit, where you can help farmers, even if it's just a, a couple thousand dollars to help them with something as simple as cover crops or something like managed rotational grazing in a livestock operation. Uh, those can help build climate resilience for farmers, because again, they're oftentimes the first ones coming and saying, hey, we're seeing changing weather, intensifying weather, and it's it's impacting our, our livelihoods. Michael, I've always had a lot of respect for farmers as a meteorologist, right, because it's so weather dependent. And, you know, they depend on crop insurance for that. How is climate change affecting the cost of crop insurance? There was this really interesting study that came out recently, in particular in southwest Minnesota, where they saw all sorts of heavy rains back in 2019. And they took a look at Farmers who used cover crops and those who didn't. And it turns out that the folks who used cover crops or a similar conservation practice were actually able to get into their field sooner and able to plant their crops. Whereas a lot of the folks who left their fields fallow, they they ended up having to claim a loss through crop insurance. Uh, And crop insurance is is mostly funded through public dollars. uh, And that's taxpayer dollars. And we're only going to see more and more of those sorts of events as climate change intensifies. Uh, So from a taxpayer stewardship perspective, I think we need to incentivize conservation practices for everyone who can who can use them. And I see the GAO has cited that we've paid anywhere from 9 to $19 billion as taxpayers a year for crop insurance over the last decade or so. Uh, are these costs increasing as we move forward and our climate changes? From what I've read, yes, that, that seems to be the case. And I, I think under current systems, the way crop insurance looks at risk says, okay, are you planting things you've planted before? Are you using the recommended uh, types of inputs like like fertilizers and, and herbicides and things like that? But it really isn't taking into account the risks affect, um, affiliated with climate change. And there are a lot of farmers who are doing really innovative things with climate in mind, right? They're diversifying their operation. They're trying to grow things that they haven't grown before. And you can kind of see the barrier there where, okay, if you're growing more wheat because it's more drought resistant, 
but you've never grown wheat before, you can be dinged through crop insurance. So I think one thing that we're looking at at IATP is how can we make sure that the farmers who are growing with climate in mind, who are almost doing their own crop insurance, that they're not punished for it. Michael Happ with the Institute of Agriculture and Trade Policy. Thanks so much for sharing your perspective on ClimateCast today. Yeah, thank you, Paul. So here's one nugget, I think, that applies to this week's conversation. Stanford University climate scientist Noah Diffenbaugh, he says that between 20 and 50 percent of the crop insurance payouts can be tied directly to climate change. And because the federal government subsidizes crop insurance, we the taxpayers are left to pay for those losses. And that's why people like Michael and others are wanting changes for more sustainable practices in farming. That's Climate Cast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutt.